When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. And what's up? Welcome in. GC Live Friday episode of the show. A little bit earlier than normal. We're going live here at noon. Uh, getting this weekend started here shortly. As always, we're presented by our good friend Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network. That's clinthammond.com is where you can get all the information you need from Clint. 803-771-6933. Just reach out to him directly or shoot him an email. chammond at mortgagenetwork.com. Clint is the branch manager here at the Mortgage Network in Columbia, South Carolina, right across the road from Dreher High School. In MLS number 71597, again, never a better time to get you a low interest rate. Maybe you want to buy a new home, just refinance your old home, save some money, give Clint a shout. Uh, he's who I've always dealt with when it comes to uh, buying a house or refinancing my current house. Um, Chris, I've, I've always wanted, do you know what an NMLS number actually is? <laughs> no, I've heard it a lot. You know, MLS is that, boy, some people are about to come in the chat and be like, guys, really? What, what are you doing? MLS is, of course, where all the real estate listings and all that is. So I don't know. Maybe it's the National Mortgage Lending Service number or some such. Oh, that's got to be it, man. There's but that's so, it's so much like MLS. So what is MLS, if that's the case? Not major leagues. Yeah. Um, okay, by the way, we are, we're we're going to have Colin Taylor join us a little bit later on. What's up to everybody already in the chat? Maybe we'll get a little different group because we're at a different time. Hopefully, uh, I know some people are going to be mad. They're going to miss us at 2, but maybe there's some people who can't join us at 2 that will join us here at noon. Of course, we're on the podcast platform after the fact. We're going to be joined here shortly by our uh, – I think we can call him a friend. We've known Jay forever, uh, former Gamecock quarterback Jay Yurick, who has moved on in life. Uh, still involved in football, but just in a little bit different way. Um, those of you who are who are on Gamecock Central, you may have seen Colin Taylor's story with Jay Yurick. Um, I think that was earlier this week. I was trying to scroll through. We actually, I'm not just saying this, we have so much content that sometimes it's hard to find uh, what you're looking for when you're scrolling back through all of it. But uh, Colin has an article with Jay from actually about a week ago. So you can go check that out right now. It's free on GamecockCentral.com with a little bit more on Original Design, which is the nonprofit organization that Jay started. And we're going to be joined now. Uh, well, we're, we're about to be joined. I think we lost Jay. Um, try it again, Jay. We're going to bring you in. Um, give him one second here to hop back on. I saw I saw him down there, and uh, then he bailed on us. Let's try it again. Let's bring in Jay Yurick. There he is. Give us a smile, Jay. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing great, man. How are y'all doing? We're good. Uh, you, you getting your walk in out there, man? Yeah, I got to get a nice little walk. I live in a nice neighborhood down in Columbia, so I'm just, I'm just enjoying the sunlight. <laughs> yeah, be, hey, beautiful day for it, man. Beautiful day for that. 
beautiful day for uh, some baseball later on for the Gamecocks and uh, hopefully a beautiful day this weekend for for your first camp. So, you know, I was telling everybody they can read a little bit about original design on Gamecock Central. I know Colin talked to you recently and, uh, you know, was sort of going through the background of that a little bit. But for those who don't know, Jay, in your own words, tell us a little bit about original design and sort of your uh, your goals for this nonprofit that you've started, man. Yeah, so original design was just a dream about a year and a half ago, and now we're here to our first campus this weekend. And you know, I've had a lot of great people around me, uh, great people around me to um, you know help this dream become reality. And um, specifically, what original design is all about is giving opportunity and resource to underserved kids. Um, that's really it. Uh, there's a lot of different details around that, but that's that's the main goal. We want to help kids who. Uh, might not have had the same, you know, uh, uh, opportunities or resources that, you know, myself might have had or, or people within our team. Um, and then, you know, provide those resources, provide those opportunities to where a lot of these kids' dreams can now be uncovered um, through these opportunities and through these um, programs we have uh, that, that, you know, they might have been dreaming, but they might have felt like their dreams have been covered up by, you know, their circumstances. And we just want to help uncover those uh, those dreams and those visions to where they can live um, you know, and, and dream and, and not be, um, you know, not be restricted in any way. Jay, appreciate you joining us again, man. And, uh, loving the walk and talk. This is our first walk and talk on, on the show for, for Wes and I. So this is cool. Um, so tell, tell us a little bit more about maybe the structure of the camp this weekend, what you guys are going to be doing. And then maybe some of the, I know there's a lot to it, like you said, but some of the other programs that you're going to try to be putting in place with the original design to help underserved kids. So this year we have three overnight camps. Uh, the first one is this weekend. The second one is July 24th and 25th. That's our summer camp. And then uh, the third one is a Christmas camp on December 4th and 5th. And the structure is very similar for each camp. There's obviously going to be a little different details in each one. But um, I like to classify them Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Saturday, the morning session is going to be heavily focused on, you know, uh, having time with your one-on-one mentor, having time for a lot of open play sports. Um, and then the afternoon session, we wanted to sort of create a space where uh, our campers can experience different things. So for the first camp, we have a scavenger hunt around campus, um, which will leave Heathwood Hall. So we're, having, we're hosting Heathwood Hall for each Saturday of the camps. Um, so we'll have different things like scavenger hunt. Second uh, camp, summer camp, we're uh, going to be doing back-to-school shopping. So all the uh, kids will go with their mentors and, and get their uh, back-to-school clothes. Um, third camp, we have you know a lot of different things within uh, generosity. We're teaching generosity, so it's going to be focused on you know a lot of sports in the morning. Afternoon is going to be look a little different, where we're going to expose them to different opportunities and different things within the city of Columbia. And then we'll have a nice dinner and uh, nice activity at night. And then Sunday morning, it's going to look very similar for all three, where um, we'll have a little bit of worship and I'll be able to speak over the kids. Um, just a lot of different things that are on my heart when it comes to their identity in Christ and a lot of different things uh, pertaining to that. So that's sort of what it looks like. But um, I'm really excited to sort of finally be here to where the kids actually are uh, you know, like tonight, we're meeting with the volunteers and have a lot of different things going on. So I'm just really excited. Yeah, Jay, that's where I was about to go, man. Uh, it's one thing to have a vision or an idea. Um, it's completely different to actually, I mean, your camp is tomorrow. Like it is here. Um, 
you know, what's, what is your excitement level like a, but B how, what has that sort of been like logistically, like how much work has gone into actually taking the idea of this nonprofit and then putting it into reality. I, I know a lot of people have ideas about things, but it's something completely different to put it into reality. So what, what's been maybe the, the most fun part or the hardest part sort of take us through what the process has been like for you, man. Yeah, I think uh, the process has been definitely challenging, but definitely fun. You know, I have a lot of great people um, working for us. Uh, Haley Darnell is our director of operations. So she has been doing a lot of the helping me with the day-to-day stuff when it, when it comes to, you know, vendors. Um, you know, that's probably the difficult and the most challenging part has been just the, the relationships you need with so many different people and so many different moving parts um, when it comes to vendors, when it comes to, you know, getting the, the rental vans and the, the, the contract with the hotel, you know, that we have with the graduate. Um, you know, so many little different small details that I could not do by myself. And so with Haley or Aaron Reed, she's also our, our programming director. Um, so there's so many different people that have, that are on our staff that has been, you know, has been amazing to work with and I couldn't do it without them. So I think that's the most challenging thing is sort of all the, the moving pieces um, as well as the mentors, you know, getting, getting the children uh, selected, the children that were selected, you know, being able to communicate with the parents and communicate with, um, the, the kids and trying to figure out exactly how that works. Haley did an amazing job with that as well. So I think it's just, you know, a lot of different things play into it, but I definitely would uh, say the people around me helped me out a bunch. You, you mentioned some of the people that are helping you, uh, Jay. Shout out Erin Reed. I went to high school with her. Uh, so uh, organization wise, I mean, it's, you want to give a shout out to some of the organizations and the people that have helped you. I know you've done what some, I think you had a fundraiser, at one point for original design in Columbia and some I think Marcus Lattimore came back for it. Right. Uh, tell us a little bit, may, maybe about some of the organizations that have helped you along the way. Cause we certainly want to highlight those guys too. Yes. Great. Uh, great thought, Chris. I, um, Marcus Lattimore, um, and, um, and I'm on the board right now and obviously big shout out to him. He's been helpful, but, uh, some specific people, some specific organizations, um, Larry Chandler at firehouse subs, has been um, an amazing resource uh, for me, uh, has been behind me all, all along the way and has been, um, you know, such a great man for me to lean on uh, when it comes to that, as well as the Graduate Hotel. Um, where That's where we're staying for all three camps. So right there on campus, Four Star Hotel. Uh, Leanne over there has been great. Um, trying to think who else. Um, there's so many to name. Uh, Todd Moore. Uh, Todd Moore, the people over there have been amazing. We've um, been able to work with them and get a lot of our sports equipment from there. Um, a lot of different small businesses um, has just been really great. And I know I'm forgetting some, but those are the main ones that have been, that come to my mind right away. Yeah, and if, if anybody listening or watching wants to, you can read more about Original Design at OriginalDesignSC.org. I've got it pulled up right now. Uh, Jay, I know you're a busy man. We're going to let you get out of here, but um, – Dude, uh, very impressive stuff. We're happy for you, man. Let us uh, let us know along the way if there's anything we can do to help. And uh, just finally, do you, do you have any final thoughts, just closing remarks on everything? you want to make sure a message for everybody? Or just if, if maybe in the future anybody listening wants to do what they can to help, um, what are you going to be in need of moving forward from uh, Gamecock Nation? 
Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is just uh, getting the word out and being able to, be, to support original design. I think that, uh, you know, it's the community is already Gamecock Nation. The whole Columbia community has been great. But I have a lot of dreams for moving this thing forward, um, you know, specifically within our, you know, our, our next donor banquet in, in November. So if you want to go to that, uh, reach out to me. Um, we can go from there. But if you want to be a part, um, really the biggest thing is just your prayers. Um, if you if you feel led to financially give, that's always something that we're in need of um, with our planning and with the rest of our camps for, you know, in, in the summer camp and then the December camp. Um, but also I have dreams of, you know, expanding this throughout the whole state. So obviously that's going to take a lot of financial resource and the, and the Lord's blessing. So if you, if you feel led to give um, or want to be a part volunteer, uh, reach out to me, reach out to, our, you know, fill out something on our website, our contact button. And I'd love to get in contact with you and, and see what we can do there. But overall, I'm just thankful for y'all to have me on. And I'm excited for what the Lord's going to do through original design and our community coming together to, to help these kids. Jay, like I said, man, we appreciate the time. We're really happy for you, man. And uh, good luck tomorrow. And, and allow yourself to sit down and soak it all in, man, because you've obviously worked really hard to get to the point. I know tomorrow is sort of just the beginning, but um, awesome moment for you, man. And we, we're really, really happy for you, okay? Thank you so much, Wes and Chris. Y'all have a good rest of your day. All right, you too, man. Get your steps right. in. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, that's Jay Yurt, former Gamecock quarterback with Original Design. Um Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, one of my favorite dudes we've ever gotten to meet in this job, Chris, because he's probably one of the most genuine people we've ever met in, in this job. You know, and I, I think sometimes, um, you know, oftentimes actually we'll say, hey, if you meet a kid, you get to know him a little bit, you say, man, whether it's football or not football, that guy's going to be successful. And I feel like Jay is kind of one of those guys who always sort of had that thought, you know. On the field, you're like, man, tremendous upside. If he develops, um, you know, he's got a chance. But you were like, off the field, it's like a no-brainer, 100%, going to be successful. And I just, as someone who sort of dabbles in, you know, the business world and, and, you know, you and I trying to, like, come up with different initiatives for Gamecock Central and the number of times that we've sort of had an idea and maybe not been able to pull the trigger on it, I respect the heck out of somebody, especially at Jay's age, man, who's just like, I'm shooting the shot, you know, like I'm, I'm laying it out there and let's, let's see what happens. And he's pulled it off is the other part. So uh, very impressive. If you're out there and you want to try to find a way to financially support Jay, I'm not telling anybody how to spend their own money, but I can definitively say that Jay has uh, these kids involved in the organization. He has their um, future and their needs uh, in the right place. So uh, 100% trust Jay Eric. And um, if, if you want to look into that, again, it's originaldesignsc.org. Yeah, super impressive guy. And, and I'm with you, man. That was actually the point I was going to make is, you know, sometimes you wonder about, about giving and, and being charitable, something I need to personally, honestly, get better at. Um, you know, you, you do sort of wonder, and some people get jaded by maybe having a bad experience or where in the world's my money going. Don't have to worry about that. Um, he's, he's salt of the earth, dude. Um, we, in covering him from high school, and I know you're even closer to that one, Wes, than I was, but just covering him from high school to his time at South Carolina, you can see how his teammates respected him. 
and just the type of leadership type of person that he was. And so definitely going to do great things with that organization. He's definitely going to change some lives. And so it's, it's a really cool thing to be part of. Bringing in now Colin Taylor. We're going to talk a little bit about South Carolina's uh, continuing series with Tennessee, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday matchup. Gamecocks get beat 10-4 to yesterday. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Uh, before we get into that, Colin, we we obviously just had Jay on. I know you had a chance to talk to Jay. I believe that was like last week. The story ran seven days ago. Um, uh, how, how impressed have you been with Jay? We're dude, we were just talking about it's it's one thing to come up with an idea. Like I think we all have ideas sitting around. Like, hey, it'd be cool if I did this. It'd be cool if I started this. For somebody Jay's age to just be like, I'm doing this, and it's it appears to be successful so far. Uh, very impressive, man. Yeah, no, and Jay's just as, I mean, he's a special dude. And in talking with him, we talked on the phone for about 20 minutes for that interview and uh, really got into the weeds. And the the people that speak highly of Jay are not just his teammates or the media or guys like us. I mean, Marcus Lattimore respects this dude. Connor Shaw respects this dude. People that we think of as, you know, upstanding humans really, really like Jay and um, the fact that he's able to do something like this and at you know, 22 years old, 23 years old, um, be able to impact lives the way he's impacting them and build this from the ground up. Um, he obviously has had some help, but for him to come up with this and build it from the ground up says a lot about him and where he is in life. And I mean, I don't think I could have done this at 22, 23 years old, fresh out of college. Well, and, and you have to, um, you know, yeah, you have to put great people around you, but I think you have to have the respect of those yeah. people for them to be willing to um, sort of put their name and time and energy um, into and onto a project like this. So I think that says something about Jay as well, and we'll certainly wish him luck, and we'll do whatever we can here at Gamecock Central to help him spread the news of, of his future events as he has his first camp um, here Saturday morning, uh, first of many, it sounds like, and many events that Jay will have. Uh, so, Colin, you were at Founders Park, a uh, a 100% allowed capacity Founders Park, not necessarily a 100% full Founders Park, but it uh, did appear to be at least a, a, a pretty rowdy crowd. Uh, they were into the game, but then uh, really I, it, it seemed like uh, one bad inning sort of uh, was the undoing for South Carolina early on. Uh, they tried to make a run at it late. Um, I guess Kingston was about as mad as he's been in a long time on, on a certain call, but what, what were your takeaways from the game uh, last night, Colin? Yeah, um, it just it, it won their night. I mean, I know it's cliche, but baseball happens sometimes. And I think South Carolina hit some balls decently hard at times, and they just didn't have anything to show for it. And that's what you kind of saw. Um, Tennessee shortstop and second baseman made like some fantastic plays up the middle. Uh, Brandon Jordan had a really awful, um, I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat it. There's just a really awful inning uh, where he gave up six runs, uh, two different two run homers, walked two guys. I mean, all of it was just bad and it really put him behind the eight ball. And when you go down seven, nothing in the fourth inning, 
it's hard to come back. And I give South Carolina a lot of credit. Um, they hit those two big home runs. They had a chance to – they should have brought the tying run to the plate uh, in the eighth inning in David Minda, but Braylon Wimmer gets called out on strikes on a ball below the knees uh, on a full count that would have been ball four, which is what kind of you know sent everything into a tizzy. And then the bullpen just – Kind of crumbled a little bit in that ten or in the ninth inning, giving up uh, three runs. Uh, John Gilreath gave up some runs. Uh, he was fantastic though, and Andy Peters just has struggled some um, when he's gotten out there. So that's kind of what it was. Um, but it's it's just one of those things where it's baseball, and now you have Brett Carey on the mound on a Friday night in the SEC, going for a, a series evening win today. So I do have a baseball question, Colin, but a baseball related question and also food. Because I, I monitor your Twitter during the game. Yeah, I appreciate it. What is that? Why can't you get your your dinner schedule straight? Because normally you've either you're either pounding dinosaur chicken nuggets and barbecue sauce like right before the game, I'm right? Sorry. Which I know I'm I'm not. I know that's one, actually one of your top choices, so I shouldn't doubt yeah, it. May, might be the top choice. If we're gonna be. Then uh, maybe you're eating cereal like right before, or right after. Last night you forgot to eat. You can have a day off if you want. Ask Wes and I if you need some help with something. What's up with the dinner schedule? Get it so, together. What was? I'll, I'll explain the dinner schedule. Usually, I have a sandwich uh, before the game, so they're not doing in-game food at baseball for COVID protocols, whatever. So I usually do like a sandwich before the game, um, and then kind of maybe bring a bag of chips or something to eat there. Maybe like a diet coke. Um, my like yesterday though. I had to go pick up my in-laws dog for dog sitting for the next couple of days. And so I was running around doing that, didn't have time to eat. And then I get there and about the, about the sixth inning, I was like, Oh no, I like, I just didn't eat dinner. Um, and so that was kind of what happened then. But usually like there's like a pregame thing. Sometimes I bring my food, but yesterday there's a, it was a, a little bit of a jumbled mess. I don't, I don't know, man, with you, it's not like, I don't know. I don't buy that. I don't have time to eat. I know you're busy. You do a lot. I make time to eat. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, well, you said you didn't have time for the dog sitting. I mean, the dino nuggets, well, they just take a minute. I heat up a lot of them for my kids. Those are a minute. A sandwich. You don't have any? Okay. You're out of dino nuggets at the moment. You need to go take care of that. Take a day off. Go get some dino nuggets. Anyway, we'll be looking forward to seeing what you do tonight for dinner. Please tweet out your, uh, your dinner selection tonight. But seriously, game two, all right, so as you mentioned, Brett Carey on the mound. Last night, you know, we, we knew Tennessee was a really good team. They showed it last night. Was last night more of an aberration? Are these two teams really far apart, or was it a little bit more of Brandon Jordan had that really bad inning that got away from him, Carolina missed some opportunities? Do you still feel like these teams are still pretty close to where, hey, maybe South Carolina does what it did earlier in the year several times. They drop game one in disappointing fashion, and they can still come back and win the series. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think especially knowing who you have on the mound the next two days and Brett Carey and Thomas Farr give you a shot. I mean, you take away the inning that, you know, that bad inning for South Carolina and it's a really competitive game throughout. I mean, Tennessee scored three runs outside of that um, fourth inning and South Carolina scored four. So very competitive, very, very competitive outside of one inning and, um, South Carolina has a shot. They have a lot of their best bullets still left to go from a pitching standpoint. And a offense isn't going to, you know, go cold through the beginning of the game. Um, I don't think the, the rest of the way. So that's just, 
I think it's going to be a very competitive two games um, if you're South Carolina, and you better hope it is if you want to host. Um, that's that's just bottom line. You better hope that they're competitive. Yeah, speaking of uh, you know hosting and the future for South Carolina, um, obviously two more regular season games starting tonight, then noon tomorrow. SEC tournament after that. I know, Colin, you posted uh, some seeding information as far as uh, where they project right now. Um, it, it sounds like – I mean, it's not completely locked in, but um, if you put percentages on it, is the number seven seed in the, in Hoover essentially where South Carolina probably falls depending on a couple of other little things these final two days? Yeah, Um I would say it's about a 90% certainty they're playing in that seven seed game. Who against who? I have no idea. That's as jumbled as jumbled gets. But, uh, yeah, they're two games behind Florida and Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss obviously has a tiebreaker. They have a tiebreaker over Florida. Um, They would need Florida to lose their next two games in South Carolina, win their next two games um, to have a chance to move up. So um, tough sledding. It's doable, but it's tough sledding. Um, And if not, then you're probably looking at, you know, Right now would be LSU in that first game, but who knows um, the way that it's just so muddled right now there. and uh, But, yeah, 2 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday is kind of what we're looking at as of right now for the SEC tournament. And, and is that um, – off the top of my head, I don't know. Is, is that the portion of the tournament, Colin, where you're one and done if you yep. lose? Okay, so then – so and it's kind of weird. You're, there's a section where you're one and done potentially. Once you get past that – then you get into two and done, but then if you get far enough, it actually reverts to to one and done. So it's kind of it's strange. <laughs> I I love the SEC tournament. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's one of the stupider things that I cover, uh, <laughs> like in a good way. Yeah, because like you go from so you have those playing games, the bottom eight seeds play to get into the tournament of the double elimination, and then the semifinals regardless, our single elimination, and then the championship is single elimination. So it's just all weird and jumbled, and there's always like six different rain delays because it's Birmingham, Alabama at the beginning of the summer, and it's there are only two places I've ever been where I've stepped out of my car and said, this is the most humid place I've ever been in my entire life. One is Columbia, South Carolina, and the other is Hoover, Alabama. So, um, yeah, there's going to be like 12 different rain delays over the course of the day. Thank God South Carolina is not in that late bracket game because I've covered plenty of those late game brackets and you really contemplate career choices sitting in a Hoover Met press box at like two in the morning uh, Central Time. At least they have ice cream sandwiches though. Like yes. they have those readily available. Oh, it is perfect. Oh, it's so much fun. The yes, the ice cream. I actually had vegan barbecue once down there, and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever had too. I, I was going to ask you about the barbecue. I, I've, I've got lots of food. Quite, I guess I'm hungry or something. I don't know. Vegan barbecue. What is that? Is that, was it tofu? I, or, or, so it was actually funny. They they do like the barbecue. They do different catered things each day. Some days it's like tacos. Some days it's, they do barbecue. And I'm going through the line, getting some pulled pork, getting some brisket. And I see this like, like mess of goop. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> It's goop. It, it, it's straight up goop. And yeah. and uh, the guy's doing it, and I was like, what is it? And he goes, it's vegan barbecue. And I went, no, it's not. And I was like, no, it's not. And he goes, no, 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 seriously. it's it, You can't taste the difference. It's great. Um, it was slathered up in ketchup barbecue sauce, like ketchup-based barbecue sauce. 
And so I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. I took one bite on my plate, and it was the worst thing I put into my mouth. In a very like that was it was terrible. How bad? Like the, the texture and everything. I can't. Yeah, I feel like any time, and not any time. There's a very high percentage of when people are trying to like cajole you into eating something, and their their argument is you can't taste the difference between one hundred percent. You you can always taste the difference, almost always. And uh, it's big West. I, I almost told you we just didn't have time today, dude. Have y'all seen that TikTok clip of the guy? Who's Colin? Have you seen Wes's giant water bottle? I have not. Wes, pull that thing out. Get, get the water bottle. It, it won't even fit on his screen with the three. Training for a marathon? It is giant. So there's this clip. I've, I've got to get. West, the producer, <laughs> he's just cracking up. I've got, I've got to get Wes. You've got to pull. It's even funnier when he drinks it. You look like a toddler. Like <laughs> need to put a nipple on the end of it. That'd be the only funnier thing. So there's this clip of this guy. Oh, <laughs> you could easily just drink a lot of twelve ounce water. Just keep filling it up. I know. Well, it's got a handle on it. <laughs> I get their TSA if you're gonna fly with it. Like it's that bad. No, it yeah. would not be allowed. Uh, it's over the limit. No, but there's there's a TikTok of this guy, and, and this one guy has a giant. I guess it's more like a thermos or something. It's not as big as it's probably half of Wes's. You saw that, yeah. and it's like in the morning. And so the one guy's drinking like an iced coffee or something, which is also like Wes, and this other guy. And he's like, what are you drinking? And he's like, it's Kool-Aid. And and it's like early in the morning. He's, he's like, it's Tom Segura. The, uh, he, he's yeah, a Netflix comedian. That's he's right. Guy. So these um, people were like crying like Colin was about your giant water. Because this guy is drinking a 64-ounce thing of Kool-Aid in the morning. Very bad idea. You just have to see the clip. It is re- it's really funny. The, their reaction is what's really funny. Because yeah. he's like crying, laughing about how much sugar this guy's taken in. Listen, before I started drinking coffee, like a diet coke at eight thirty in the morning to kickstart my day was not completely out of the question. And now I do like two, three cups of coffee instead. Which oh, I'm with you, hundred percent. Why, why are we talking about? I don't know. Vegan yeah. barbecue, and then it's my fault, as Alex yeah. said on YouTube. Other water bottle thing, like yeah. I can. A toddler could not handle this water. Like, the size of a toddler. Yeah, well, exactly. That's fine. The ratio, though, because like when 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 my daughters had the bottle, like they were pretty small, and it looks like this giant bottle, even though it's not. So the ratio hands and stuff, and you like tilt it back. Yeah, Wes, if you cannot hold your your cup or your bottle with one hand, does that? Okay. Does that speak more to West's hand size or the size of the water bottle? What do we call it? <laughs> this is one. That, by the way, I can see the numbers. Like the numbers are literally dropping <laughs> yeah, right wait, now. Just, like just, I can see okay. the the yeah. number of people watching is going down. I, I'm watching it right now. Save me, West. Ask a baseball question. And no. I'll- so first of all, I've got to comment on all these things. Um, I would not condone this normally, but Colin, I believe there's probably a precedent where. When, you, when that guy said this is vegan barbecue, if you had just picked up the tray without saying a word and just dumped it out, like you're in Alabama, so 
Most people probably would have applauded you. I, I they, feel like they would have probably put a plaque up in the Hoover Met press box, like as like a hero at that point. Yes, and okay, so. And to Chris's point, if you're out there listening and if you just need to have your day brightened up, just go on Twitter, type in Tom Segura. He's actually really funny. His his Netflix stuff. Yeah, it's hilarious. And the funniest part was the guy. I don't know who this other guy is. He's just I guess he's some comedian as well. And they have a podcast. You've never seen his stuff. He's his stuff's funnier. Really? Okay. what's his name? Bert Kreischer. I think is how you say his last name. Okay, so so the funniest part, though, is that they're sitting there. They're just hanging out, and I think they're high. Like, they have to be high when they do this thing. The way, the way they laugh, like, they've got to be high. And um, the funniest part is the Burt guy, he just, mid-conversation, is just like, can take a sip of Kool-Aid? And it's like he thinks that's normal for a 35-year-old man to drink Kool-Aid. And then Tom, Tom Segura is like, you drink Kool-Aid? <laughs> so, so go, honestly, if you, like, go, go, you can even leave our show. Honestly, it's that funny. Go off of this screen. Go watch this. I, I, I laid in bed and laughed <laughs> until I cried yeah. last night. So it's, it's probably one of the funniest things I've seen. And the one guy's laugh, he's just like, <laughs> I can't even do it. It's just, it's red faced. It was yeah. so that that's why I definitely think they're high for that show because you almost have they, to. Be. He can't stop himself from laughing. Um, anyway, okay, let's try to get it back on the rails for maybe a question or two here. Um, Colin, what do the Gamecocks need to do to host a regional a couple of weeks from now? You, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, obviously, winning two out of three against Tennessee is the best way to do it, which would require them to win their next two games, um, which can be done. It's going to be tough because Tennessee's a good team. Uh, if you don't do that, then you got to hope for some magic down in Hoover. you got to go on a run down at the Hoover Met, and you win a couple games, get to maybe Friday or even Saturday in the SEC tournament, and you feel pretty good about your chances. But uh, the easiest way to do things is to take the next two games, and you feel you feel like you're sitting pretty comfortable on that hosting the, the right side of the hosting line compared to the other side, which they're probably at right now. Oh, sorry. I was reading. I thought you were about to read Travis's comment and instead you just popped it up. What's up, Travis? How you doing, man? All right. So Colin, as obviously for South Carolina, ideal scenario, like you were sort of talking about need to win tonight and they need to win the next game after that. Um, and then equip themselves well in Hoover to, to sort of lock it in. But you feel pretty good if they can take two or three. First step with that's tonight. Most important player tonight. Is it Brett Carey? Is it more about the bats? Last night, obviously, South Carolina did not get a great start from Jordan with that bad inning. Is Brett Carey the key to success tonight? Yeah, uh, he is absolutely. If South Carolina wins, it's because Brett Carey gives up, you know, two runs over six innings and South Carolina is able to put enough offense together. Um, that's going to be huge for them. Um, if Brett Carey can give them something good and then you save your best bullets for Sunday uh, or I guess Saturday um, for game three. And from a hitting perspective, it's Brady Allen. Um, I did the, I've broken down the stats. I haven't done last night, but in their 15 wins, he's hitting 358 
with an on-base percentage of 456 and slugging 687. In their then 12 losses, he's hitting 125 on base of 177, slugging 188. Um, I mean, when he's when they win, Brady Allen tends to have good games. Um, when they lose, he tends to kind of struggle at the top of the order. So um, I think he struggled a little bit last night, so those numbers probably went down a little. But if you can get something out of Brett Carey, uh, some good stuff out of Brett Carey, and then Brady Allen hits well and gives that offensive spark at the top, then you feel good about South Carolina's chances. Colin, uh, final thing here, man, speaking of, of sort of splits and, and numbers, I know earlier this week you did that for Wes Clark, and I, I think from what was it, game two of Mississippi State through uh, before yesterday, um, his numbers have looked really good. And I, I think there was kind of this sense uh, for most of the year where, that he's done a lot of his damage against midweek opponents. Uh, seems like there's maybe been an adjustment at the plate swinging at better pitches, maybe a little bit more patient, while also uh, the other side of that is is jumping on pitches early in the count when they do maybe try to hang a curveball. Um, he did that this week against App State. They tried to just do like a get-over curveball, and he hit it 500 feet almost. Um, but what, what have you seen as far as his adjustments at the plate? Is it more uh, approach? Is it just not missing pitches? What, what's been the most difference the last, uh, the last few games for him? Yeah, he's just – He's not overly aggressive. When he was struggling, when he struggles, they tend to pitch him backwards anyway, tend to throw a lot of soft stuff early in the count to get him kind of timing off and off kilter. And uh, he would swing at a lot of stuff, breaking out of the zone or even starting out of the zone. And now it's he's a lot more patient at the plate. He's not swinging at bad pitches. So you have to start laying stuff in there to him. Um, if you want to get ahead, um, you have to execute. and. When, he, when you make a mistake as a pitcher, he tends to make you pay for it. And he's done that more of late, and that's what South Carolina needs. They need him to be this feared presence in the three-hole, in the four-hole uh, of your lineup um, because it offers protection to everybody else. And uh, you need to see more consistency from that facing high-level pitching. But he seems to be, at least right now, hitting well, and you hope that he's turned a corner and he does that the rest of, you know, however long you're playing, whether that's this weekend, the SEC tournament, or wherever you get sent in the NCAA tournament. Colin, good stuff as always, man. We'll let you get out of here. But uh, for for food takes and baseball uh, updates, follow Colin on Twitter, at Colin Taylor. Used to be at Colin P. Taylor, I believe. Colin Taylor. No, it's just Colin Taylor. That's official right there, man. Or on GamecockCentral.com. Uh, Colin, by the way, is, is the dog in the room? Aren't you aren't yeah. you dog sitting right now? I am. You, want, you guys want to see Oh, you're gonna get bitten. Wake the dog up. So the dog is sleeping. Gonna wake it up. I moved around. This is Oh, look at that. Hello. What's the dog's name? Harley. Harley. Harley is like, what are we doing? <laughs> Harley, you're on the World Wide Web right now. There he is. <laughs> Harley does not care. Um, all right, Colin. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, yeah, Colin. God, we have got to make that Collins new. We need to screenshot that, him just with that dog smiling. <laughs> that could be his new profile picture. Yes. Taylor. Dude, do you think we need to, like, get out of here? <laughs> I think we do. 
I think at this point you don't even like you would like to continue the show, but now you're like, well, Colin's gone, so now I have to deal with Chris, who's completely off the rails today. So we should probably just end it so he doesn't say anything else stupid. Not well. I wish I could just play that Tom Segura clip the rest uh-huh. of the show, but I don't know. They may they might sue me or something. We'll get another <laughs> copyright strike on YouTube. By the way, we can talk about that as we close things out. I did send – we do have the new video, right? We do. We do. We have the new video. At some point, we need to play it probably. We'll See probably what, debut that on Monday. Okay. Monday's a good – that'll work. Um, Alex said the YouTube viewers went up when I changed the subject. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. It's all good. It's all good. Vegan barbecue, though, that's, that's an oxymoron. Let's not even – it's not even a thing. That's very true. That's garbage. Yeah. All right, y'all. We're going to get out of here. Have a good weekend. We're going to be back on Monday. We're going to be focused on Monday on the task at hand. And then we'll be, then I'll be taking, I'm going on vacation starting Tuesday. Oh, no. So Chris is going to be alone. And then after that, y'all, I'm telling you, June is going to be busy as you know what. And, We'll have plenty to talk about, I promise, in June. There'll be some baseball going on as well, postseason baseball, which is always fun. Recruiting is actually kicking back off, which will be fun. And we'll have complete coverage on GC Live, on GamecockCentral.com. So we appreciate you hanging with us when there's nothing to talk about, and there'll be plenty to talk about coming up very, very soon. For Chris, I'm Wes. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.